The data captures the journalist's attention, but then once you have that attention, what's your story, what's your company's story to respond to that data? That was Kirsty Goodlett, director of Kettner Group Communications' new Nashville office, and she sat down with us at 3686 Entrepreneurship Festival. Kirsty got tactical with us on how to punch up your PR presence. You're listening to Disrupt the Continuum, a Launch Tennessee podcast powered by Pinnacle Financial Partners dedicated to entrepreneurs, investors, and ecosystem builders. In this episode, Kirsty discusses the importance of staying relevant in the market, along with highlighting some key resources businesses can use to boost their visibility. And she also explains how customer data can be a vital storytelling tool. We see a lot of business-to-business companies using data, whether it's their own data from their platform or through a consumer survey, which they pay for, to um, tell a story of what's happening within the market. Uh, And then even better say like, okay, if this is what the data is saying about the market, how can we uniquely as this company provide perspective on that? This season's sponsor, Pinnacle Financial Partners, prides itself on being much more than just another bank. They offer their clients long-term partnerships for growing their businesses. Learn more at pnfp.com. I'm your host, Clark Buckner, and for more stories like this, be sure to visit launchtn.org slash podcast. Now let's jump in. Hello, my name is Kirsty Goodlett. I am the director of Nashville for Kettner Group Communications. And at 3686, I have the pleasure of being a speaker. Yes, and I got to start the day off. What a great way to begin the day. And in a packed out session, you're down, we're on you know, Lower Broadway. It's a multi-venue conference, uh, festival, I should say. 3686 Entrepreneurship Festival it started off to an amazing start. And I was right there getting to listen in. So... Welcome to the Podcast Lounge. Thank you. Thankfully, Thank you for having me. We've got Pinnacle as our sponsor of this, making it possible we can hear even more stories of why the Southeast cannot be ignored, why there's so many exciting, important things happening in the entrepreneurial space right here. And so I want to talk to you all about this. Yeah, so that's, um, it's great that you say that because we agree. So at Kenner Group Communications, we are headquartered in Austin, Texas. We're celebrating 30 years in Austin next year. Wow, look at that. Um, We have an office in New York that opened in January, but we also think that the Southeast is a really wonderful hub of innovation right now. We serve entirely technology companies and specifically business-to-business technology companies. And Nashville's seen a lot of growth in technology right now. So we're really, really happy to be opening an office here. That's exciting. I am so pumped you are here. And today you were talking about press for entrepreneurs. And of course, that's what you all do. And you had some other founders on the stage. You're talking about the tips, the tricks, what to do, what not to do. So I think this interview right now can kind of be a kind of a revisit with that. Sure. Yeah, I'd love that. Yeah. So let's just dive in. And when you think back to this morning, I know it seems like it was three days ago, (laughs) but what stuck with you from what you might have thought the panel would have gone to really what we were able to uncover together? Yeah. So one thing that my uh, speaker, Lisa Roberts, who was on the panel. She's with 
Great Catch Consulting out of Austin. Uh, she has a long history of doing marketing, executive level within technology companies. And she reminded us again and again through the session, which I loved, that you always need to come back to your goals. So that was a surprise for me today. We hadn't talked about that in advance of the session. It seems simple, but... Right, but you forget about it. And so it's a great way to put into context all of the other things that we discuss with public relations. So for example, if your goal is brand awareness, then you might benefit from what Ben Curland, who is another speaker on the panel, who's the co-founder of Bill Fixers, he's local to Nashville. He talked about um, getting press for his company and he talked specifically about how the benefit of that was awareness. Um, and then additionally, as a newer company, he was able to also achieve on his goal related to providing clout and like this great proof that his business was successful when he was able to show the press that they received, which for him included like the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, in addition to local publications like the Tennessean. There's all sorts of insights that might seem so obvious, but you have to remember one of the things I remember jotting down, of course, press releases are great for sharing something newsworthy, but make sure it's actually newsworthy. I feel like it's so <laughs> every, of course, as entrepreneurs, we think what we're doing is the best thing ever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But Yeah, and press releases are a funny one with, with PR specifically because you are putting a date and a timestamp on them. Right, so like you are saying, whatever this thing that I'm saying in the releases is associated with a specific date and time, which is totally different than like writing about your story and talking about a founding story or talking about a consumer data survey and then saying this is relevant always, right? Like this story is always relevant and interesting. Very different from a press release where you're saying like this story matters now. Any other insights you can think of that you are kind of surprised by from today? Um, well, I just love that we got to kind of like talk through the variety of ways that PR comes into the world. So, so far, you know, we've talked about press releases and we've talked about, you know, getting picked up by media in uh, their articles. But we also discussed bylined articles, which is a tactic that many companies can use to write a piece of content and then have that content written exactly as they wrote it within a publication. It's a great tool for um, industry trade publications. Um, and then we even got into like how PR plays with marketing in general. So like, what is it doing from a lead generation perspective? What are you doing to make sure that when you do get PR, people come to your website and there's content there, right? And you it talk a lot about that. Create your, create your blog, own what you can. Right, so when it right. goes breadcrumbs lead back to you, there's something there. Right, right. So we talked about um, like the owned media and the earned media, right? So like you own your website, you own your blog, you own your social channels. And press is all about people talking about you, right? Like you can do what you can to control the environment and make sure that what they say is what you want them to say. But you can't always ensure that that happens. And you can't ensure that they talk about you at all, right? So sometimes you have an interview with the, someone in the media and then it never gets published, right? So it's this balance of making sure that the stuff that you own and can control comes into the world in the way that you want and the stuff that you don't own and that you can't control also as much as you can comes into the world the way that you want to. Excellent. I like the idea of that balance you're talking about. Now, you were... Also, just a moment ago, talking about bylines, and yes. I think even after the panel, I heard you talking to some people about, you know, there's ways you can pay to play. 
Yeah, yeah. So, so it's interesting. Let's look at so, the options. What are the options? So a founder, you know, the audience for this podcast, we, we have a lot of different founders who are trying to navigate this. So let's go through all the options. Yeah. So um, one thing that many people don't realize with publications is that you have opportunities to pay to be picked up in publication. So the really obvious one is you can pay for advertising, right? Like you can pay to get a banner ad. Uh, you can also pay to have content written by the publication on your behalf. So many trade publications will help you write a white paper or an ebook. You put your logo on it. They host it on their website. Any leads that come through that are downloaded get passed on to you. So a really cool way to like expand your reach. Um, again, something that you can pay for. But um, another fun one is uh, Forbes has contributors when you can pay on a yearly basis to be a Forbes contributor. And you get access to a list of questions on a daily basis that you can reply to. And you submit a quote. And often it leads to pick up. It doesn't always. But you end up seeing these articles with Forbes contributors with a one question and then a variety of responses. So that's something that you can pay for. And additionally, these Forbes contributors have the opportunity to have bylined articles posted on the Forbes website um, as themselves as the author. Man, my, my wheels are turning. There's so many little tips and tricks. Yeah. So what do you love about this work the most? You're expanding to Nashville. Now, you'll move to Nashville, is that right? Well, so I've been in Nashville for five years. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Okay. Um, I think I knew that. So I lived in Austin, Texas before this. I was a client of Kettner Group Communications, and I've come back to join their team as a, their Nashville director in February to open the office, which we did officially on August 27th, which was yesterday. Yes. Right. And you had a, yeah, you brought some cool people into the panel, all of that. I couldn't make it. I had, I had some other gigs <laughs> I had to run last night. Yeah, but. we had a little celebration on Monday with a panel of local and Austin women talking about storytelling tips. And um, one thing that was really neat from that panel was the fact that storytelling provides access that diverse groups may not otherwise receive if they're not using storytelling to tell their stories. Tell me more about that. Yeah, so um, we had a great example. Brittany Oliver is a writer and a contributor to Forbes, Fast Company, Essence, and she talked about the way that she writes about diverse groups, uh, minorities or women, and uses press as a way to give those groups access to a ver like to all of the readers of that press so that she can help tell their stories to broader groups. And she had some great examples of women. Uh, her friend, for example, who is an author who wrote a book and was having a hard time having the book turn into a book deal until Brittany wrote about her in a top-tier publication and immediately was able to receive the book deal and gain access to this new opportunity. I love that story. Now, she does a lot of work around mentoring, right? Uh, she does uh, consulting work, and she has a program called Lemons to Lemonade, which provides events and um, and advice to millennials oh, in the okay. job environment. She hosted an event last week for Black Women's Equal Pay Day in association with Ladies Get Paid that was an all-female, all-black panel that talked about how to make sure that you have pay equity. When you think about storytelling and... That phrase, I feel like, can be easily thrown around mm -hmm. a lot right now. It's very buzzed. Like, what's your story? Like, here's our story. Story, story, story. 
any tips on how to cut through the noise for a startup who's trying to communicate their story? Any, any yeah, thoughts on yeah, that? Yeah, a few tips. So the first is get simple. Like what is the, what are the top one or two things that someone needs to know about you that's different from everyone else, right? So that's like your unique piece of the story. The second thing that I'd say in terms of cutting through the noise is knowing your audience. So how do you tell your story differently to different publications, to different media, so that you are making it more likely to, to get covered by that publication or that reporter? I remember one of your panelists uh, today, they were talking along the lines of another way to stand out is bringing your data yeah. People love data, and and that kind of goes to what you're just saying. If you have something that no one else has, use it. And that can oftentimes mean data and specific perspectives. Yeah, so when we talk about entrepreneurs, right, like there's, there's a lot of um, emphasis on the entrepreneur's story, right? Like how did they come to creating this business? What problem does this business solve? But once that story has been told and you start to think like, okay, now what do I say, right? Like... Sometimes if your business is maybe not so sexy or cool, you kind of have to think like, what's interesting to media, right? Like, what do I have that no one else has? So we see a lot of business to business companies using data, whether it's their own data from their platform or through a consumer survey, which they pay for, to um, tell a story of what's happening within the market. Uh, and then even better say like, okay, if this is what the data is saying about the market, how can we uniquely as this company provide perspective on that? So uh, as an example, one of our companies out of Austin is at Lucent and they're an ad technology company. They did a survey that was a consumer survey around Amazon Prime Day this year. And what they found with their survey was that consumers are shopping at Prime Day to the extent where it's become a back-to-school holiday. And they're not only shopping on Amazon, they're shopping on other websites like Target, which means that consumers have attention that you can make sure that you take advantage of. So from an advertising perspective, like what are you doing with this trend? The fact that consumers are shopping like it's a holiday and they're going to many places outside of Amazon. So what are you doing from an ad perspective to make sure that you show up? So that's a really great example of how like the data captures the journalist's attention. But then once you have that attention, what's your story? What's your company's story to respond to that? It almost sounds like by telling, uh, I don't mind not saying this right, but by telling someone else's story helps tell yours. Or yeah. telling the story about something in this space, it continues to keep the dialogue going. So you're not saying the same story over and over. Now it's evolving and changing, and it contributes to the thought leadership and everything else. Right. So what's um, what's interesting in that regard is we often recommend that our clients look at ways to jump their story onto other trends. So like what's happening that's trending in the market and how can you respond to that? What's a holiday that's coming around? How, what do you have to say about that? One thing that we've been doing recently, which is a really neat little trick is we, re we refer to this as rapid response. So if something newsy happens, 
you can send out a quote from your company responding to that news item. And it often we often see that that leads to pick up by reporters who are writing about that piece of news and don't have the time to reach out to companies and ask for quotes. Make it easy. That yeah. was another big theme. Make it easy. Right. So if you give them the quote that you want of them, if you succinctly state the things that you want them to quote, if you provide bullet points, which are easier to read than a long paragraph, right? Like whatever you can do. Reporters are busy and they want to write about you, but if you make their job easier, they might be a little bit more likely to do so. I love this, and I'm I'm so thankful to capture all of these tips and tricks, and and it also serves as reminders of the simple things do matter and they pay off. Anything you want to leave us with before we wrap up? Of course, I'll ask you in a moment how someone can connect with you, but before that, anything else you want to leave us with? Any final words? It is. A real joy to sit across from Clark, who has been making podcasts in Nashville for a long time, and to feel like we get to celebrate our Nashville office with this interview. Yeah. So thank you. Aww. Yeah, thank you. It means a lot. I really appreciate that. And how can someone connect with you and your yeah, team? Yeah, yeah. So again, my name is Kirsty Goodlett. I'm with Kettner Group Communications. We're online at kettnergroup.com. On Twitter, you can find us at Kettner Group PR. It's one T. Um, and me, I'm at Twitter as well. That's Kirsty Goodlett, K I R S T Y G O O D L E T T. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Disrupt the Continuum, a Launch Tennessee podcast powered by Pinnacle Financial Partners. This podcast is where Tennessee's entrepreneurs, investors, and ecosystem builders share their stories. To follow along on our journey, be sure to visit launchtn.org slash podcast. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this show wherever you get your podcasts. We look forward to continuing the conversation soon on another episode of Disrupt the Continuum.